Hey friends, this is Holly Goodman, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism Wild podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences, raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's group of exceptional autism parents. All right. Thanks for joining me for another podcast on Isaac's Autism in the Wild. Um, We are talking today, uh, part two on executive function. So um, if you listened to our first podcast, we learned all about Becky Gardner and um, the business that you, you're coaching. Do you call it coaching? I do. Yeah. Okay. Coaching. Because I feel like that's really um, the best way of describing it. But it's life a life coaching of, for neurodiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Life yeah. coaching for neurodiverse. And your business is a life of my own. And I have to say, I love the name of that because it really is when we're talking about executive function coaching, it's really helping the individual to really launch and have a life of their own. And so mm-hmm. I, you couldn't have nailed it when it comes to. Well, I'd love to take credit, but that was all Marcy. I hear but she you. she did do a good job. Did do a nice job. So just if you talk to her, let her know that I really love I the name that, that she came up with. But the reason why we're podcasting um, part two, and and don't worry if you are just, li- if you just listened to that previous podcast and you were just like, oh my gosh, like I also have a girl crush on Becky, then you're going to love this podcast. But also understand that executive function is so big that we are going to do some other topics related to other subjects and executive function, because Becky, I hope that this was such a positive experience and and we're nerding out together (laughs) and you, you know, it's a safe place and there's so much to cover that you've agreed that that I can still bother you for other um, subtopics (laughs) because there's just so much. Um, Yay. But today, because we just, um, talked about your background, a little bit about executive function, what it is, why it's so important. But we want to, in this podcast, talk about um, where executive function executive function kind of comes from. Because when I consulted Dr. Google, um, I was really, the first thing I noticed was there are so many types of providers out there yeah. that have different training and backgrounds yeah. that then look and examine and and train and educate on executive function, but from their field, the lens that they then, their their background is. Mm-hmm. So you were an occupational therapist. So mm-hmm. I have to imagine that some of what, how you view executive function, how you implement it in terms of your practice is um, based off of your knowledge. And of course you're passionate about occupational therapy. I mean, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have gotten into it, right, right. but there are so many different um coaches out there internationally, because really it's studied internationally. There's really a wide range of people that um, have backgrounds in coach. So there's no, no one holds the corner market on executive function, like ABA, like Mm -hmm. is, you know, okay. So in order to become a board certified behavioral analyst, like here's your course of study. Right. But with executive function, it's not like that. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I have seen psychologists mm-hmm. um, that are experts and and train and teach and coach on executive function. Um, I've seen some BCBAs. I've also seen um, educational sector. So yeah, teachers, special lot. ed. Mm-hmm. Yes. In terms of executive function. Um, gosh, I mean, what other, um, am I missing any fields? Educational therapists. I've yeah. Seen. I've seen mental health counselors too, because when you're yeah. talking about anxiety Absolutely. and that failure, yep. um, and again, just, you know, some of those mental health, I want to say crises, but you know, you start feeling like your world's falling apart and you're out of control. 
I, I mean, the reality of it is, is I've seen individuals that really struggle with executive function and suicidal thoughts because, you know, life is so overwhelming and I'm such a failure and I yeah. just can't do life. Um, like so shame piece, is, shame piece huge, is so huge. big. So, you know, mental health sector, um, you know, uh, social work, I've seen social workers, mm -hmm. yes. um, have some, you know, they're, they started out in social work, but really, um, you know, started expanding more in executive function. So a very wide range. Am I right? I, yeah. I'm just trying to think if yeah. we missed anything. And I think part of the ambiguity is that it's not specifically linked to um, diagnostic criteria for yeah. a lot of different conditions, even though it's such a huge piece. Yeah. It's not like ADHD where actually... here's, we go about assessing executive function and there's like some standardized, mm -hmm. um, evaluations, if you will, or like autism, there's a standardized evaluation, but executive function is not like that. Correct. Well, there are, there are some standardized measures. They're, um, pretty new. And, and it's not managed by a, an authority or a governing body or are they? Uh, I think it's evaluating psychologists. Oh, psychologists. Okay. As part of a neuropsych eval. Okay. That makes sense. And you're right. Cause now that I'm saying that with my son's neuropsych assessments that we've paid for, as well as had through the school, there are some executive function, um, assessment, sub assessments yes. that go with it. Sub so yeah, sub assessments. Right. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like, it's not like a, a hard, fast science. It's just so broad and fluid. Can we right. use the word fluid in yeah, terms of a good way to say executive it. function? Because now this is why I'm segueing into this is <laughs> um, when we talk about elements of executive function, some providers, some um, Individuals, models, models of it, yeah. of it mm -hmm. say that there's five elements right. of executive function. Some say seven. Mm -hmm. I've seen some say nine. Mm -hmm. I've seen 11. Oh, I've seen 10 too. Oh, you've seen 10? 10. Oh, there's 10. Okay. I've seen 10 and 11 uh -huh. and 12. Uh -huh. And I think I might have actually stumbled upon 15, somewhere where there's 15. Yeah. Um, and so I actually haven't expanded, expanded onto the 15. Um, but that's the thing that's really fascinating to me is, is that depending on your professional background and the lens that you're using to evaluate and mm -hmm. it's different. It's different. People have different. I don't know that it's or how they group that. It's different. not different. It how is. they group them, how yeah. they're grouping them conceptually, how they think of the whole banana. Thank you. Is, yes. Is different. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's not like, yeah, you're, it's just, they're grouping them. And mm -hmm. so, you know, again, when we're talking about five, um, they're grouping those different elements, but yeah. they're in bigger groups. Right. Yeah. Um, so for today, let's mm -hmm. talk about from Becky, um, my girl crush here. Um, when you're talking about these things, mm -hmm. how do you break it down? Are you in the camp of five, seven, nine, 10, 11, 15? Where are you? Like, let's talk about this. I like, uh, I use, um, 12 actually. And the reason that I settled on that is because, um, I use the work and it's old now, but I, I still refer to it and then I like it of, um, Chuck Martin, Peg Dawson and Richard Guar. Uh, and they did a lot of early on studies. They do have a self-assessment that is standardized. Um, and so that's where, 
because I was teaching that course at Bellevue Community College. Yeah, you're an adjunct college. professor. Right. So I feel like you really, you know a lot and have actually instructed and taught. So in terms of knowledge base. I, I have taught um, the course to young adults, um, which was um, enlightening and uh, invaluable experience. It was really fun. Um, I like using the 12 because it breaks it down so that we can be more specific. So if I use a system and not, not that anybody's wrong, I'm not saying anybody no. is wrong at yeah. all, but for me personally, if I use a system that has five, for me, it's not going to be descriptive enough and pointed enough to, um, figure out in my opinion, what is going on, where the barriers are, the, the sub difficulties, uh, that we can make some inroads in or make some accommodations for or find supports for. It just is too broad for the way my brain works. Sure. Being yeah. Neurodiverse myself. Yeah. So. so you're using 12. It just makes better sense for your brain right. in terms of how you organize and you pull apart and start yeah. analyzing how these elements then really play into that person and kind of their strengths and their weaknesses. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So the 12, the big 12, the 12 that we're talking about, how do you break them down? Because again, I'm, I'm a nerd. So I'm on there all the time because it's so fascinating. Um, all the elements of, of executive function, like what can you, can you go give us your list of 12? Just because again, I'm sure that there's going to sure. be people listening and they're going to consult Dr. Google as do I. Um, so what are your 12? Cause I'm writing this down feverishly because uh, well, I, I'll give you a handout. Oh, perfect. Actually, oh, handout. I, I love yes, handouts. I have the, I have one. Oh, everyone, um, you guys, you're not being the benefit of the, the handout, but I will put this in the description of this particular podcast episode. Um, so then that way you can see the 12. So, um, so I'm not going to be scribbling things down because if no, I know that there's to. a list, I'm, I'm going to relax and listen and learn. So uh, well, it's not my magic 12. I would love to take credit for it. I'm going straight off um, Martin and Guar and Dawson's list. Um, but the ones that make sense to me are uh, self-restraint. And do you want me just to list them all first? Or? So we'll just talk about self-restraint. And so when we talk about world, okay, so ADHD, when we're talking about ADHD, self-restraint, yeah. impulse control is That's, just, yeah, exactly. is so hard. Is. It's impulse yes. control. Um, yes. so, and, and, and again, um, I work in a world of autism, although I am told, um, that supposedly there is autism that exists without ADHD. I have yet to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, ADHD, you know, I, I can't tell you, I get so frustrated and this is where I have to disengage. Um, people will say, you know, oh, everybody has ADHD these oh, yeah. days. Like they never had ADHD when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, wah, 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 wah. I just, I, and again, I have to disengage because right. I could yep. get into a lot of arguments over this, but yeah, impulse control. So, so true. Okay. So that's number one. So let's talk about number two. Yes. And, um, I wonder, so the one that is related, I'm going to skip ahead because these two are kind of connected okay. and yet I want to point out the differences. Um, another separate one is emotion control. Yes. Emotional regulation yes. in my world. That's what we call it. Emotional yes. regulation. So huge. Yes. And you would think 
very easily self-restraint could be part of emotion control and yet they're separate. Okay. In this framework. That's not to say yes. they can't be combined, but, but there's, the way that I and they like touch, to think about yeah. them is that they are separate. So self-restraint is having the ability to stop and think and choose a course of action, which makes sense, right? Impulse control. Um, and then, but emotional control is strictly managing one's emotions. So that can be, that does not have to be related to impulse. Yes. So someone with self-restraint likes to say, for instance, get all of the information before making a purchase. So that's really different than emotional regulation. So true. So you, they're, they touch on each other definitely, but they in, in my system, they are different and you can look at them differently and pull them apart a little bit more. I love it. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and then working memory is an, the next one. And I'm telling you, working memory is one of my deficits oh, as an too, adult. Oh, I'm telling Ouch. you, working memory, <sighs> which is probably why the paper planner for some yes. reason, the paper planner yes. really helps me because yes. my working memory, that's why as we talk, if you notice, I'm always writing things down because my <laughs> and, and I soul sister, she's got, she's got several, you have two different yellow pads of paper. Yes, I so do. I am so with you because I also have my spiral pad here too, as, as well as my next card. So working memory. So yes. for those that are You're less familiar, working memory deficit. Yeah. So for those that are less familiar with working memory, can you explain what working memory is? Yeah. So I also tend to be very visual. Um, to me, I like to visualize a juggler juggling balls. And so working memory is all of the parts and pieces that you need right now for what you're doing. So if you are solving a complex math problem and it's a story problem, you have to remember the story. So there's a ball that's up in the yeah. air. Yep. You the plot. have to remember um, the particular numbers that are in that story. So that could be three more balls yes. that you're juggling. And for me with dyslexia, those don't go well together because no I'm just yeah. very, I struggle very much. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yes. Yes. So for you, it's 12 balls. Yes. So there's 12 <laughs> balls right there. Okay. Um, and then you have to remember the different formulas or whatever it is that you're using. So there's another ball or two. How it relates to the plot. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have to remember your order of operations because if you do them in backwards order, then yes. it's not going to work right. So then there's another ball or two. And so you can see how working memory is just to have the information that you need right now for the thing that you're doing right now, which is the working part, um, can be really complex yes. for some everyday activities. Oh yes. Now may I ask a question here? Cause this, I don't know if this is the case, but I use this analogy. Um, and I don't know if this is working memory or not. So you tell me and correct me, but, um, I, I, I tease because my son Caleb is so much like me. Mm -hmm. He struggles with instructions. So how him and I are, this is why we get, I understand his little mind so well is because we read a whole list of instructions. And so like a test, and this is, you know, has happened in college. Uh -huh. So imagine this, a, a teacher basically hands you out the instructions. And so it's a list of instructions and then you have the test and then like, you know, blah, blah. So how I, this is how I do instructions because of working memory. Mm -hmm. I read the first sentence. Oh, okay. So put your name on the top of the paper. Okay. So I stop reading. 
mm-hmm. I put my name on the top mm-hmm. of the paper. And then number two is like, do like la 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 la. Okay. So then I do that because my working memory is such that I cannot read the entire set of instructions right. and just run with it. Exactly. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm yep. just going to do, you know, like read, okay. The first sentence of the thing. Yep. Okay. So this is a test on biology. Okay, great. Perfect. And number, you know, do second yes, part is, you know, is, be sure to put your name on the very exactly top of the piece of paper. Oh, I better do that now. Cause I'm going to forget. Mm-hmm. And that's like important. Mm-hmm. Um, be sure to put what period it is and like, what hour you, you know, whatever, whatever. Oh, I better do that. Cause otherwise if I get to the end of this, I'm going to have forgotten to do that. Um, but if you have yep. read all the way to the very end, it says, um, if you're reading the very end of the instructions, just turn in your paper and don't do yeah, anything don't do further. Yeah. Well, I had that in seventh grade too. So angry. Yes. Yes. Okay. But because I am the person, Caleb and I are those people where it's like, okay, we have just now spent three hours sitting there reading through the instructions and doing the little thing. When if you had read the whole thing, all you would had to do is, um, you know, like take it up to the professors, shove it on the thing and yell, this is stupid and walk out the back and you didn't have Mm -hmm. to do anything. And yet I went through the whole thing. Um, that's how to show everyone in the entire classroom that you have a disability with working (laughs) math. I know. And humiliating you. Yes. Right. Like we don't have enough of that in our lives. Yes. But that's, again, they're trying to make a point, but what that, all it does is basically say my working memory sucks. And that is my way because I can't retain all of the things. And it's like, Oh, I better just do this now because Mm -hmm. otherwise I'm not going to remember all the finer details. Mm -hmm. Um, which by the way is why we can't manage our time either. I know. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that is working memory. And so that's the thing with Caleb. It's like, you know, so because I know that that is one of my challenges, you know, him and I work a lot on like, how do we read instructions first? We're going to read it all the way through and we're not going to get stressed about forgetting Mm -hmm, the finer mm -hmm, points. mm -hmm. And so, because you might have those little snafus in there because again i've been humiliated once in my life about you know that so it sticks with you doesn't it it does doesn't it okay so working memory we got that down next yes um and it's funny i want to say it's funny that you brought up your son because my son and i are the same in so many ways and yet working memory we are the opposite. Really? Oh, he has got the strongest working memory. I think of anybody I've ever met. And so I'm forever saying, well, don't you want to write that down? I know. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. That's not my problem. I know it. And that's what's hard for me because I am, I project right. What's hard for me is Mm -hmm. gotta be hard for you. So I want you to do it my way. And what's easy for us should be easy for everyone. Right? Yes. So much. So much. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then we come to another favorite of ours, focus. <laughs> what focus? Wait, squirrel. What? Right. Yes. I don't know that a lot more needs to be said there. Yes. yes I think I that from any, anybody that's listening, they'll understand yeah, focus. I think so too. Uh, then task initiation. Oh, task. And is, I, that's a big one. one. I, Okay, so it's so funny because I joke in my world that I do my best work when my feet are against the fire. Like I have a deadline and I only have a few hours of getting something done. Now, but the thing is, I always, I never not get it done. So I always tell people, you're going to be frustrated with my process, but just trust that I've never missed a deadline. And I do some of my best work when I'm feeling like really Mm -hmm. pressured to get something done. Yes. Now, with that being said. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Because that is a a true thing that a lot of parents have a really hard time with. And that is what their student needs to do. Yes. Now, but here's the thing. COVID has taught me that I was trying to just be like, oh, they're probably like me. They procrastinate. And so then they're going to feel the pressure and they're going to get done. No, No. it just doesn't get done. 
because they don't know how to then activate or they get to the point where it's like, they're so overwhelmed and here's the pressure and I don't know where to start. So I will do nothing and hope it hope. Yeah. Just I'm going to bury my head in the sand. So fine line, because some of us do really well with Mm -hmm. feeling the pressure and then there's the, okay, I'm just going to let this go. Let it go. Let it go. Oh my God. We let it go. And now we may not be moving on to 11th grade. <laughs> so lesson learned. So, okay. So that's good to hear. So, uh, so then planning a prioritization, uh, which is, um, more the, uh, figuring out obviously the, the roadmap of how to get from point A to point B. And the interesting thing that I see that is, um, different now versus before is that it was required a lot more before. And now a lot of things are pretty instant and it does not, it takes a lot more actual teaching. Yeah. Implicit teaching. Right. Yes. Exactly. You can't take it for granted that they actually um, have the skills to be able to put it all together. It really needs to be focused on and taught in terms of how to execute and manage it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because executive functions, your, your strength. So every human on the planet has executive functioning strengths and executive functioning weaknesses, which I prefer to call barriers. Um, uh, And that's where those come from. So I happen to have a strength in planning and prioritization, but so that's because <laughs> do we have identical profiles? Yeah, we too. I feel like we, are, yes, our profiles would be the exact same. That's me. That is my strength. Like Holly, what's your strength? Planning and prioritizing. Like literally that's my world revolves around yeah. it. Yeah. Um, because we did it when we were younger, for whatever reason, we had a lot of practice and it solidified and it became a strength. Yes. Well, today things are instant just because of the world that we live in. Dr. Google is right there anytime you need it. And as is a thousand other things, and you don't really have to have directions before you leave the house or you don't have to, you know, whatever it is. And you can just be very spontaneous now. And so a lot of times they're not strengths, they're barriers. Yeah. And that is very interesting. Yeah. Because I do have a very hard time with spontaneity because of that planning Mm-hmm. And prioritizing element of my life, which is has been again, it's it was my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because I had such big deficits I had to overcome, I had to plan and prioritize how I was gonna like get certain uh-huh. things accomplished. Uh-huh. Um very effective strategy. Oh, yes, isn't it though? Yeah. So again, what is my so I tease my children that if I had a real life superpower, it's planning. Planning. Nice. Planning. And organization and organization, because if I can Mm -hmm. organize it in a way Mm -hmm. for planning and prioritization, Mm -hmm. I, I, I got it. Mm -hmm. I have a system. I have a system. So yes, exactly. Well, coincidentally, organization is next. Oh, is it? It is. Yeah. It's like you do. I know. (laughs) Right. Yes. And what my favorite fun fact about organization is organization organization does not equal tidy. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> okay, that is very funny that you say that because you know what my like cringy cringe cringe is paper. Paper has to be tidy. Like it has to have a system. But I had a legal background and by goodness, if I couldn't put my hands on a piece of paper within That's seconds. What organization is that yes. is the definition of organization. Yes. yes. So paper, like when I see untidy paper or paper that does not have like a system, I get cringy. Like my eyes twitch. Like I just, I can't even look at it. But yet my closet, meh. I'll find it. Oh my gosh. That's that. But I, I don't know where I didn't know where I put that pair of pants. It was in there somewhere mm -hmm. that makes my husband cringy <laughs> because he's just like, okay. So, cause he has to wear a uniform as a fireman. So it's like, here's all my, these uniform shirts, mm -hmm. here's all these uniform shirts. And then here's these particular pants that I need. And for him, my system is insufficient. Mike, it's just, it goes in uh -huh. paper. I, I just, I get twitchy clothes organization like whatever even cupboards <clears throat> don't care it's in the silverware drawer right it's just all in there in a big oh, yeah. pile <laughs> don't care don't care don't care and if it's well organized you don't have to care yeah because even if it looks like a cringy mess to your husband or whoever chances are well maybe not you just said with your clothes but for a lot of organized people it can look like this pile of untidy papers that I have on the table that's making Holly twist. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I can reach into that pile of papers and grab immediately. What I need. And so it is organized, even though it's very messy. It doesn't look like it is. It doesn't look like that's it exactly is. it. But you know why I think with paper is that because reading and dislike, like because reading is hard and mm -hmm. me being able to see and visually organize like writing and, you know, I think that's the reason why I get cringy with paper too. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I think you're right. You know, it's just when you start diving into yourself about mm -hmm. all your things, you know, mm -hmm. these are how my theories about myself yes. so, and just yes. Googling executive function. Uh -huh. So, uh -huh. so that so is so I true. To, I have to give grace to other people because again, I have my systems and I can't go into like Andrea's office because she has a different way of organizing her yes. papers. And I just have to be like, it works for her because she's a creative mind. Um, and you know, so, so my, my one area that took me a really long time as a parent to figure out how to work through was my neurodiverse daughter, her bedroom for forever. And I'm not exaggerating was a foot deep in clothes okay, and books and papers and shoes and uh, musical instruments and you know everything known to mankind and she was comfortable in that environment yes she's threat that's just yes. she was good yes and she it used to drive me out of my mind and I would think I was doing her a favor once or so a year where I could take it no longer and I would go in and spend an entire day cleaning it tidying it and at which point she could no longer function because it was organized she knew you could ask her to pull out the smallest, most random thing and she could pull it out. It was organized. Yeah. It took me forever to figure out that I was doing her such a disservice. And dis disengage. Like you have yeah. to make, you can't. Oh, which is so hard. Oh, when it looks that bad. Right. <laughs> That's the thing is I, my ex-husband, my ex-husband will say that doesn't, don't their rims drive you nuts? And it's like, no, I just close the door. Cause that is one thing with Caleb is, you know, I can't go into his space and like mess with his thing, especially right. like the Legos. Um, and it becomes very disruptive in his life when I mm -hmm. do that. And so because 
I recognize that with him, I try to then not then inf- like have different. This is where I try to have some consistency with the other children of just be like, well, if Caleb needs this for his life, then okay. Well, so, you know, the rooms, you just keep the door closed mm-hmm. because I'm with you. Like you get mm-hmm. a little cringy. Oh, um, I don't care how, you know, what goes in your drawers if you have a system. But like I said, you know, now paper on the other hand, school paper. <laughs> Ooh, that one is hard for me. So. <clears throat> Um, next up is time management. So related to planning and prioritization, relating to task initiation, but yet different. Yeah. So how much time will it take to actually get a task completed? (laughs) I know. Right. And also like learning from it. And learning, like the last time I had to do X, Y, and Z, it took me 15 hours. Right. So I should right. probably time manage so that I give myself 15 hours. But yet, yes, I don't. Mm-mm. No, no, no. It's just like a new, it's like the fresh first day all over again <laughs> where time management is not my friend. It's so, not my friend yeah. either. And, and I, I do have lots of systems and I generally can work through it. And it's, you know, I know how to manage it, but it's not my friend. I'm with you too. And I always think I have five more minutes and I also feel like I can manage and control traffic. And I think in my mind, it only takes me three minutes to get someplace. So it's actually 30, mm-hmm. 30 minutes mm-hmm. to get someplace. And anyway, so it's a work in progress for me. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Coming from Seattle area, I always think it takes an hour, and then then you're here. I'm here early. But now I'm now adapting. You, you, so. You've acclimated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so here we are. So that's what I tell my people. It's like when I get to a meeting, like an Isaac Foundation event, and I will walk in. I'm like, please, everybody who is here, acknowledge the fact that I'm here three, yes, three thirty seconds early or three uh, minutes early. I just need that validation. Oh, and people yeah. are like, okay, the amount of effort, right? Yeah. Like, I just, I'm sorry, I have to stop everybody here. There's 15 people, professionals that you may not even know me or even care, but I just need to be. I need some validation that you guys witnessed that I was 30 seconds early or three minutes or whatever. And, and please write this down or text my husband because, you know, that's important <laughs> Ooh, like to me. That. Text, text my husband. Please, can Ooh, someone tell my husband the next time that. you see him mm-hmm. that yeah. you witness me being three minutes early uh-huh. for something in my life? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the next up is defining and achieving goals. <sighs> and so that is the follow through piece. Yeah. So that hard one that we defining it, the start, obviously, and defining and achieving goals is knowing where you're going and then doing that follow through piece. So breaking those out can be really hard. And follow through is so hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. So can starting people. Yeah. Well, that's true. (laughs) There's so many parts. So there's so many elements. Yes. So. And then flexibility is another one that I don't think needs a lot of explanation. And it's one that we work on pretty regularly. Yeah. Well, because, you know, so much I live in an autism world, autism life professionally and at home Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. flexibility. They're so rigid, you know, the rigidity Mm -hmm. of how we need things done. Um, But we do have to strive to be more flexible. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so that resonates strongly (laughs) for me. So, yes. Uh, and then, um, they use the term observation, which I don't really like in a different text. They use metacognition, which is much, that's a big word closer. Yeah. That's a big word. So, and so explain how that, that, cause that might be one that I was not actually thinking about in terms of like a pullout. So talk about that one in particular. Okay. Uh, so 
when they use the term observation, what they're saying is it's your ability to take a bird's eye view. Oh, so self-reflection. Observation, yeah. Standing back and yep. be able to, like, I recognize in myself that right. I probably do X, Y, and Z because I struggle with reading and, and you know, reading comprehension is harder for me. Yes. So that's that stepping back and be able to say, oh, this is probably why I do yes. what I do. Yes. So the metacognition is thinking about your thinking and the observation is being able to able to observe the situation and the outcomes and then learning from the outcomes. And so this can strength. be and this can be really hard for those that have an autism spectrum disorder because it is really difficult for them to be able to separate themselves from a situation. Can be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you have success. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, my kid is never going to be able to do that. It's possible. We have strategies. Oh, yes. 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 Which is they why will. we seek you out. Growth mindset. Growth they mindset. just haven't learned it yet. Yes. <laughs> they haven't learned it yet. And it could be that maybe they've heard it, but it wasn't translated mm -hmm. in a way mm -hmm. that they could understand what it is that they're being asked to do and how to apply it. Mm -hmm. Like what lens to use. Mm -hmm. So that's where you being a translator, you're still doing that. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, the last one, stress tolerance is a huge one. Stress days. tolerance. Yeah. So let's talk about st stress tolerance. So being able to deal with unexpected, um, which is somewhat related to flexibility. It's more the... Um, chaotic uh we can't control everything right exactly and then when something stressful happens can you continue on with your day or is that kind of it for the day yeah you know, is it and building up tolerance so that they can manage more mm -hmm. and manage more so that mm -hmm. while be it six months ago that would have been a hey our day is done we might as well just get home go home and in autism world, when we do these podcasts, it's like, and we just go home because we just are stress tolerant. We're just done. But it's the wall, the wall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like we're just going to have to go home, regroup and we'll try again right. another time. Mm -hmm. um, but this is where we're trying to build on that so they can manage more. And we do, we, you know, retrospectively, you know, I've had some families have epiphanies while we podcast and say, you know, now that I'm thinking about it and you put it in that example, you know, we used, that would have been a game over situation. And now like yeah. we can just go out to the car, take yep. some deep breaths, and then we can go back in and we yep. can still salvage the day. That's part of Huge. the process. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we do this even with our kiddos that may be more impacted by autism or that whatever their special needs are. Um, but this is more when we're talking about executive function, stress, you can't control everything and how you manage and, and persevere, if you will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And I can tell you, even though I've never met your husband, most likely being a firefighter that he probably has a strength. Oh yeah. Stress tolerance. Oh yeah. So when most people run away from a chaotic, difficult situation, that's when he shines. So that's what a strength and stress tolerance looks like. That is so true. And actually, that's why certain people have actually do very well in in first response world is because right. they are able to keep that cool, calm. Exactly. Um, you know, and it's when they feel switched on. It's yep, when they're they do in their best work. Yep. We've had a few um medical emergencies in our family. And um it's amazing to see how like it's just it's like a 
light switch where mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like you can see something switch in his head and he's like analyzing yes. and making decisions just so fast um, that really like save lives. And that's the reason why he does what he does. And these people in, you know, like fire department, um, they are in those roles because they have the ability and the capacity to yeah. make life decisions in the span. And it was just interesting to me because, you know, I'm freaking out because one had to do with Caleb. We had an ATV accident last spring break. And, Mm. um, it was just like, I was frozen because I didn't know what to do. I was just like, Oh my God. Oh, and we're way out in the Mm. middle of nowhere. And like, I didn't know what to do. And it was just literally just a look in his eyes switched and he went into first responder mode and gave me very specific instructions Mm -hmm. that I could follow because I do have working memory issues. Interesting enough that he was able, you know, this is what you're going to do. He, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. immobilized everything, got us in the car, told me exactly what to do, where I'm going and what to say when I got there. And then he had to stay behind because he had to get the family loaded up and followed. But Mm -hmm you're so right. Like his ability. And I was just like, you know, for like three days afterwards, like I was just even still like, you know, crying. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like that was yeah. just, and he's just like, it's okay. But, um, you know, it's just, I'm like, doesn't things like that ever get to you? And he says, no, not really. It's just that, you know, like I don't have time to think and get emotional about anything. Mm-hmm. You just go into game, mm-hmm. game mode. But and that's the way he's wired. And that's why that's probably why I would assume because that's when he shines. Yeah. He probably loves his work. Oh, he does. And so so that's, that's the thing about executive functioning is that if you can figure out your strengths, especially early on and mold your career or your, um, path forward using those, you're just inherently going to be happier and successful. successful. Like it's not even work for him. It's yeah. It's not even work for him. Like, um, not to say that, you know, there aren't some horrible things that he unfortunately has to see. And those do impact him because, you know, when you can't, you know, make the save and, um, it's, that does impact him just on an emotional level. So it does take its toll, but you know, by far, you know, knowing that because of his strength, you can positively impact and save people's lives and, you know, like, um, make critical decisions that improve situations. Super cool. Um, me on the other hand, that is not my strength. I have and proven that's why you're not a firefighter. I, yes. I have proven so many times that like, you know, but instead you do planning oh. and organization and, and he's very, and what's funny is he's very spontaneous because while be it, he's very rigid in terms of like when he's in go mode, like he has, um, he can analyze the situation, make life-saving decisions right off the bat where, and he, but he can be very spontaneous because, um, he has to deal with whatever is coming at him yeah. at, you know, just at a, at a blink of an eye. And so he can be very spontaneous where I cannot be spontaneous. So I, I tell him that he's the yin to my yang because I, that works so well. It really does because, Mm -hmm. you know, he also then of course too wants to be too spontaneous. And I'm like, wait, well, what about the plan? Like, we don't have like, we, you know, like there's, we have a half a system and we have to do X, Y, and Z. So we're, we help each other. So it's perfect. It's what it's all about. It really is. Okay. Well, that was actually all I had planned to cover in this particular podcast. What we're going to do, um, and you have agreed to like, you're going on a vacation, (laughs) you, you were going on a vacation. You're going to have a ton of fun, but when we come back and we actually then take this up, we're going to then be talking about 
other things, um, and I'm just going to like give a few little teasers. Like when we talk about anxiety, mm-hmm. anxiety is something that is um, can be very debilitating. Um, I think we're seeing more and more and more people struggle with anxiety and have to even pursue um, whether it's pharmaceutical medications or you know even CBD because of anxiety. Mm-hmm. When we talk about autism, obviously it's a real big struggle that our families are dealing with. And I want to do a podcast on anxiety and the elements of executive function that play into some of these, you know, um, heightened anxieties. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about how you have seen, um, anxieties improve when we start working in, um, and dialing in and understanding executive function. Mm -hmm. Um, another thing too, is of course, you know, I'm a planner because that's what I do. I'm always planning. I do. You knew before. I did. I, well, I I knew before it's just, I was validated. Maybe that's part of why I love executive functions. I feel validated. Like it gives an explanation in terms of my, you know, some of my barriers, but my strengths and how, you know, I've managed to actually, you know, I'm sure there are people that went to school, elementary, junior high and high school are saying, how in the heck (laughs) is she doing what she's doing? And I, I'm with you people. I sometimes question that myself. It's, it's a valid question. Um, if you understand executive function and how I use my strengths to overcome some of those See? obstacles, um, yes. then it will, you'll be like, aha, it's aha, all about using your strengths. Yes, it is. So, but we're talking, I'm always thinking long term cause I'm a planner. So I'm thinking employment. And so again, when we talk about obstacles to, um, employment and gainful employment, and, and also enjoyable employment, we have to be mm-hmm. looking at executive function. So yes. you, I've already told you that is one of those areas that I want to, um, to look at. Um, and so then we're also going to go some of these ones where we talk about emotional regulation and some of these, we're going to dive into some of those and, and how we see that manifest in our world. So stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. But I, our last, our part one was so long in the sense that I wanted to make sure people got to know you. Um, but with that being said, we didn't cover this in the last one, so I'm going to say it now. Are you taking new clients? Is that something that you're doing currently? Uh, yes, I am. Yes. Okay. So understand that Becky is taking new clients. And um, again, she's local in Spokane. Although, um, are you only taking local Spokane? Are you able to work because of your ability to work remotely? Is there the option of working from a larger distance if somebody yeah, is in anywhere? A, oh, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, I primarily work via video conference and have for a while. It's, um, everybody's, uh, quite familiar with it now. Yes. We have gotten <laughs> up close and personal, whether we wanted to or not. Yes, yes. And I wasn't sure at first if that would be a really good format to work in because, uh, you can just observe a lot about what's going on and how people are feeling when you're in the same room. So and, true. Which um, is part of the reason why we decided to podcast together to start with, exactly. just because that energy and just getting to kind of know that feel and that format yeah. and flow. Um, yes. but it does work. It not only does it work, I found that it's beneficial actually. Oh. And I really was not sure that I would find that, but because of that anxiety piece that you're speaking of, it is so interwoven in all of the stuff that I do, uh, that for the young adult or a student to be sitting in their bedroom, in their PJs, in their comfortable place, in their comfortable place, whatever that may be with the lighting just right. And the, whatever it is, um, that I can really get much further and they don't have to spend the energy cost of getting to wherever the location is and dealing with whatever it is that bombards them there. So we can really make 
better progress. That is by so video conference. interesting that you say that because I have four kids doing home online <laughs> schooling right now. And the one that is just rocking it is my son with autism because he's like, okay, I won't do my gen ed zoom because that's just way too much chaos. However, I, he does his learning support centers with his, it's just a group of five of them where they do their math group together. And then it's another zoom with his, um, his reading support specialist for reading comprehension. And he loves it. It's mm -hmm. like, he gets to see his people, but he's in his comfortable place. He has mm -hmm. his dog there. Yep. Um, he's just yep. comfortable. Like, uh, part of the barrier for school is, is that the environment is because he's Absolutely. very sen sensory sensitive, that you're exactly. absolutely right for him. He's thriving with this whole online mm -hmm. format because he can be in his Zen place. So, you know, from his perspective, we got him the t-shirt that's like, that says social distancing expert. Um, because he really, he's just like, man, this guy, I don't yep. care if it ever ends. Like this is right. the best ever. Um, right. so yeah. I can, my daughter's working from home now and loves it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think also this was actually, while there's elements of it that I don't like, um, I do think it's actually really good for employers to understand that actually you can still have very yes. strong productivity, allowing people Sometimes to work from better. home even mm -hmm. better. Because Depending that's, I have heard several companies say that their productivity is actually improved. In part, I don't have my coworkers bothering me wanting to hash out some of the finer points of right. Game of Thrones over right. the water cooler. So I didn't spend 15 minutes talking about that episode last night, mm -hmm. right? So in some elements, I feel like actually employers are actually realizing that they have more productivity. Um, yeah. And I just want to say it's about time. I know. I'm so with <laughs> but you I'm there. I'm glad. I mean, there's this one of many silver linings. Exactly. Not that COVID is good in any way. But no, it's not. There have been some discoveries. Some epiphanies. By, yes. Neurotypicals, I guess. I, yes. But, yeah. They see that. Yeah, there's there and are for, other things out there. Yes. And so for me, um, I'm sending my three neurotypical students back to school as fast as possible. And I'm going to give all of their teachers uh, a big bottle of wine to celebrate the end of school <laughs> and saying, wow, I didn't realize what you had to deal with. But they need the social. They're craving the social. Yes. Uh, with Kayla, we're actually contemplating doing virtual learning because it's been pretty successful. And I think with more structure mm -hmm. and kind of that, you know, that model, I think he actually would do quite good. So. Anyway, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up this particular podcast and stay tuned. We'll let you know when we have Becky back to talk about some other topics and how executive function plays into them. And so we'll go ahead and wrap Excellent. up today. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe. And just remember, we're all in this together. So find your tribe and hold them tight.